What's up? Welcome to Project Freelance. I am your host, Kay Anagonio. Right now, I'm actually live on YouTube. I am live streaming this podcast episode. And the reason I wanted to live stream a podcast is because I wanted to give you, the listeners, my viewers on YouTube, my fans, my friends, whatever, I want to give you guys the opportunity to not only be a part of one of these podcasts, but I also want to give you a chance to, you know, give me your input, give me your thoughts as I record it so I can mold the conversation in a direction that best suits my listeners. So that's why we're on YouTube today, youtube.com slash just the letter K. If you guys don't know what it is, now you know what it is. I, I do a lot of urban exploration. I do a lot of music video creation. I make documentaries. I'm a photographer. So if you like creative shit, head over there. And uh, if you are on YouTube and you're not listening to this podcast, this podcast is Project Freelance. It is my podcast about how to survive in this world as a freelancer because, unfortunately, Social Security, insurance, and pensions, and all that stuff, it's, it's going bye-bye very quickly. So as freelancers, we need these tips and tricks to go out there, create, and continue to make a living at what we love doing. So on this week's podcast, I wanted to talk about urban exploring. I am a huge urban explorer. I, I ever since I was a kid, I've I've been exploring abandoned things. I've been walking in the woods. I've been, you know, I remember when I was growing up, my brothers and I would jump the fence over our neighbor, like over the neighborhood fence, gate, wall, whatever, and we would just wander through the woods for hours and hours and hours, and we came across so many crazy things. We, well, not crazy, but I mean, we came across just weird things. Like there was an entire house set up in the middle of the woods without a house. It was, it was so bizarre. It was like a couch, an oven, a dishwasher, a, like a washer, a TV, but no actual house, like no structure. So it was, it was quite an interesting, quite an interesting way to grow up in the Midwest, just wandering around. Probably not the safest thing to do, but you know, whatever. It's fine. That's what we did. So ever since I was a kid, I guess I've really always been exploring. And as I grew up and my family started traveling and moving and I began to travel and see the world and be able to step out on my own, I just continued to want to explore. And I didn't have anybody to explore with when I moved back to America in 2014 from Australia. And all I knew is that I loved exploring. I wanted to go see abandoned buildings. I wanted to, and I knew that there was all kinds of stuff like this all over the world. And like, I just had to know how to find it. So for me, the best course of action was to go to YouTube, go to social media, go to Google, go to Instagram. People ask like, where do you find these crazy locations? Like I, I just do like, you just find, if you want to find something, you're going to find it. The information is out there. We have everything right, right on our phones. We are literally cyborgs and I, it's really not that hard. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you can't find it on Google, somebody on Instagram knows where it is. If somebody on Instagram doesn't know where it is, there's somebody on Reddit or Twitter or Facebook. Like there's an infinite list of sources of information where you can, you can literally learn whatever you want. You can find whatever you want. And that's, that's pretty much it. That's all we do. We just ask around. Usually we just ask around. If I see a dope post on Instagram of a location, I'll like 
hit them up. I'll be like, yo, can you give me this location? I'll give you this one. Like, we'll like swap locations because the urban exploration community is very, we're a family, you know? And I want to talk a little bit about that. And I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself like, I don't know. I don't want to speak for like the urban explorers, but I mean, I have this podcast and I would love to get more urban explorers on here. Um, Josh, Sam and Kobe, uh, the proper people, there's so many amazing groups out there that explore and I would love, 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 love to talk to some of you guys and explore with some of you guys how I got into urban exploration in the first place as far as like abandoned buildings go. I moved to, like I said, I moved to California. I didn't know anybody here and in 2015 I started going to these amazing photography meetups and I've talked about them a couple times in this podcast on YouTube. Essentially they're just pop-up photography meetups in the middle of Los Angeles. They'll just tell you the location and the time and the day and you'll show up and and there could be 10 people there with cameras. There could be 200 people there with cameras, models, fire breathers, low rider cars, all kinds of stuff. So I started going to these amazing meetups because it was a way to meet fellow creators in the, in the community. It was a way to network. It was a way to get out of my house because as a creator, we spend a lot of time at home editing and trying to come up with concepts and we forget that we have to go outside and create art not structured not scheduled art and that's why these like pop-up meetups are so good for us as creators so yeah huge shout outs to tfti conquer la uh, mask demons street meet la there's so many of them and i hope that more of them continue to pop up because they really genuinely are a huge part of my life and a huge part of the los angeles photography community and i i hope that they continue to grow so at those meetups, I started, you know, talking to different kind of people, seeing their photography on their Instagrams and, and all that. I got in touch with a guy and uh, he goes by the name of Chamo. And if you want to go check him out on Instagram, I think he changed his Instagram. It was, hey, it's Chamo or let me see what it is right now. Instagram has been really laggy recently. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Every time I try to open it, it just takes it like loads it freezes while it loads, and then it eventually kind of does what I ask it to do. Not really. It's really frustrating. Okay, so Chamo's Instagram right now is Chamo is dead. So if you go follow him on Instagram. So I met up with Chamo, and we kind of hit it off. I mean, photographers, you, you, it's pretty easy to hit it off. But Chamo told me that he knew uh, a couple abandoned places in Los Angeles and offered to take me to a couple of them. So I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So I met up with him and we tried to go. The first time, the first thing we tried to do was try to go into the Hawthorne Mall, which is like, if you don't know anything about Los Angeles's urban exploration community and like the, the way it works around here, the Hawthorne Mall's a very interesting place to try to get into. And I'm not going to tell you how to get into it because that's not, that's not what we do here. That is not. That, like, breaks a huge code of conduct for the urban exploration community. You don't just tell people how to get in. You don't show it on video. Like, that's, like, the huge thing. Like, a lot of people will just, like, blatantly, like, show the exact route to get in. And while I love filming that part because that's the exciting part, I do my very best to chop it up in a way that you wouldn't be able to know where we are in that location. So I, I try to do my very best 
to make sure of that. But um, I know that other creators like exploring with Josh, he he's gotten a lot of uh, flack from the community for like showing how to get into places um, or just making it not trying to hide it, not trying to be like incognito. Like, for example, he went to the Hawthorne Mall and drove a car like into the parking structure, which why would why would you do that? But I mean. I get it. It was it was funny. It was hilarious that it happened. Um, but yeah, he just got a lot of flack from the community over it. And I don't think that's the only time it's ever happened. I think he's done it, done things like that a few times. And it's not that he just parked his car in the fucking parking structure. He like he literally showed the way to go into the mall, like one of the only way there's only a few ways to get in there. And so it's like once and the problem is once it's known people will hit it quick. Like a lot of, it's like the stock market. Like once a stock pops off, everybody wants to get it. Everybody wants to get in on it. Everybody wants to get that Instagram photo. Everybody wants to go tag it up. Like everybody's got to hit that spot. And when that happens, the cops shut it down. They board it up tighter. They, they bolt it up. They chain up the gates. They refence the fences. They, they make it harder for us to get in, which I mean, in their defense good they should like they shouldn't just be allowing these people to come in um and like fuck up the building but if you really cared about public safety you would either revamp the building tear the building down or i don't know (laughs) honestly i don't know just let us go take photos in it i don't know like (laughs) why i wish it was that easy just like hey just we're taking i don't know and, and there are some places where you can go in if you, like, oh, it's so frustrating. It's such a frustrating, uh, like, hobby, I guess, because it's, to us as photographers, like, if we get in trouble for this shit, we're like, yo, we're, we're just photographers, it's not a big deal. But, like, in the eyes of the law, we are seen as trespassers and we are seen as like potential criminals, even though we're not breaking any laws. Um, and we're not like destroying anything, taking anything. That's like the number one thing, especially like with my specific like niche, my whole brand around it. No tracers. Tracing is to explore by investigation and, leaving a trace is to leave a sign or evidence that that one was there or that someone passed through. So no tracers essentially means that we explore, but we leave no trace that we were there and we take nothing with us. So that's the whole, that's the whole no tracer movement, the whole no tracer thing, the story behind it. Um, and so Chamo and I tried to go to the Hawthorne Mall that first time we hung out, and we got caught by security. And here's the thing, like, and the more the more I explore Los Angeles, the more I'm learning about the way the laws around this stuff works. And it's not, like, I'm not trying to, like, test the law. Like, let me just get one thing straight. I'm not trying to go to jail. I'm not trying to get arrested because fuck all of that. I don't have time for that. I have things to do. There are more important things in life than to get arrested just to go take a photo in this cool place. It may happen. I might get arrested anywhere for taking a photo of anything. It could be ridiculous. I tried to take a photo on a naval base without even going into the naval base. And they, like, 
pulled me over and searched my car. Well, they didn't search my car, but they pulled me over and they like, they were trying to like detain my friend. It was fucking weird, but yeah, don't ask the armed forces if you can take photos on anything. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Slash. Oh, my Lanta. Thank you. Oh, look at that. Super chat is initiated. Boom. Thank you for that. That money, sir. I'm going to go and I'm going to get some uh, posters printed, actually, with that. Thank you, my friend. I hope you're well. Looking good in that spy- that spidey gear. Um, all right. So, also, sorry if you're listening to this podcast. I just got a donation on Super Chat on YouTube. First time. First time ever getting a donation on Super Chat on YouTube. So, thank you so much for that. Also, I want to let you guys know that I do have channel membership stuff now. I made some custom emojis. There's, like, a little zombie in there and a rocket ship and an astronaut and, like, Spider-Man mask, an anonymous, like, Guy Fox mask, uh, all kinds of stuff. I, I just – I thought it would be something fun to do, and you'll get exclusive live streams, and uh, you'll also get sneak peeks to videos that will be coming out if you join the channel membership things. All right, but we'll continue on. So – couldn't get into the Hawthorne Mall. The security was was tight. It wasn't tight. We just were really not inconspicuous. So, yeah, he just told us to leave. And that's the thing. Like, we're not trying to cause trouble. So, I mean, if, if a security guard asks us, asks us to leave, we're going to leave. And that's the thing. Like, if a security guard stops you and says, like, oh, I'm calling the cops. Like, okay, well, you can still leave before the, to- the cops get there. I'm, I'm not saying to do that, but a security guard doesn't have authorization to detain you um, in most cases. And I'm not saying that's in all cases, but that's in most cases in the United States. Again, like, I don't know. I don't know outside of the U.S. I've only been to a couple abandoned places outside of the U.S. And um, fortunately, I've never faced any issues in that sense. Uh, one place I did go had security, but the guy I was with spoke his language and he basically just told us it was fine to go in but yeah it's different the way urban exploring and and or I guess trespassing is seen and rooftoping and all this stuff the way that it's seen is as you are a menace to society like it doesn't matter if you're an artist if you're trying to create something if you're whatever it doesn't matter you're a nuisance. We don't want to deal with you. That's how it's seen. Like you're, you're a child, like you're an immature child trying to do some dumb shit. That's how urban explorers are seen in the eyes of society. Essentially we're seen as, as grown up hoodlums, grown up hooligans. And here's the funny thing. A lot of us now on YouTube that are on Instagram doing this shit, we make a living off of this. We, I make money. I get paid to go into these abandoned buildings and like film stuff, take photos. I literally just got a text message yesterday from uh, somebody that I've worked for asking if I could take them and a client to an abandoned building so they could do a shoot in that abandoned building. And I would get paid for location scouting. I would get paid to shoot behind the scenes and I would get paid to edit. And like, that's awesome. But Here's the other thing with that. When it comes to like bringing other people exploring, that's a whole nother topic. But first I do want to talk about like, how do you get paid to go into abandoned buildings and film things? What are you talking about? So this is where it's going to get really interesting for those of you that may 
not be photographers, but you like exploring, or you may be a photographer that wants to explore and you're like, I don't know if I really want to do this. Like what's, what good can come of me taking pictures of abandoned shit? I will tell you every freaking streetwear company, every product like shoot that I've done recently, they've wanted urban, like urban background or like graffiti background or like grunge street background you know what I mean like and guess what I live in Los Angeles it's all like that urban exploring is like one of those things that I knew that was always a part of me I just didn't know there was a name for it it was just something I I I did it was just that's it you know like that's just what I did and I love I love that it's been able to help push a source of creativity for me that has enabled revenue to come in. It's created a revenue stream. And so before I get into like the money, I'll just like wrap up with Chamo. So after Hawthorne mall, we, we got asked to leave by security. So we left. So we left. And immediately after that, he was like, well, I know this other place we can go to. It's an abandoned, like, warehouse, and it was, like, an abandoned army warehouse where they made supplies, and then it was used as, like, a flea market, and then it was just an ab- abandoned. So it's this huge warehouse. So we go, and he had been there previously, and the security guard, I guess, had, like, threatened to call the cops on him, and he was like, oh, sorry, bro, I'm just a photographer, and the security guard told him, like, if you come back, just come find me, and I'll let you in. Like, I don't want to... Like, if you come back and try to sneak in, I'll call the cops on you. Because, like, that's not how, you know, like, don't do that shit, basically. Which I uh, we didn't know going in. And then that security guard happened to be working. And he heard us. And so he threatened to call the cops on us. And Chamo kind of tried to talk him down. And we were like, all right, dude, we'll just leave, whatever. And then he was like, it's fine. You can stay. And so we, he just left us alone. So, yeah, it... it Security guards don't really give a shit. And hey, what's up, Emma? Welcome to the YouTube live stream. So, so yeah, security guards don't really give a shit. And a lot of the times, here's another tip for you. This is the how-tos of urban exploring. So I feel like I should be super honest with you guys when it comes to, like, the tips, you know? I'm giving you the tips. If you want to do this shit, this is how you do it. Number one tip. It's just like hiking. Don't go alone. Don't ever go by yourself. Take a buddy. Take a buddy. If you're taking notes, take a buddy. Rule number one for the zombie apocalypse. Take a buddy. Take a, Sorry, I'm taking notes. Because <laughs> I have to write a blog post about this when I'm done. So... I try, I've been slacking so hard on this. Every time I do one of these podcasts, I write a blog post that goes with it, and I've been really slacking on it, so I kind of got to get back on my game. I've just been, like, busy, and I've been lazy. I've been lazy, and I'm mad at myself. I feel guilty about it. I've been, like, staying up late, sleeping in, and just, like, feeling guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Here we are. Trying to make moves, trying to make more movies. Trying to explore more abandoned places so I can keep making podcasts and YouTube videos and documentaries and know what I'm saying. So, take a buddy. That is uh, super important. I have learned the hard way. I explored an abandoned building in Indianapolis 
and I went by myself. It was the it was Christmas Day, actually. It was Christmas Day, and I went into this abandoned building right after it had like snowed, and so there was like ice on the floor. Very dangerous. And I was by myself. I was there for a few hours, and and then uh, yeah, I you know I I slipped a few times, but I was fine. And it was like one of those things where I was like, okay, I should definitely never do this again by myself. Even though it's really nice when you're, like, by yourself exploring, but it's also not safe. So just when in doubt, bring a friend. Take somebody with you. Don't be dumb. Uh, you know, keep your wits about you. So I would say uh, taking a buddy is, like, one of the biggest things that I could really tell you as far as safety goes. Um, and I know people go hiking by themselves. They go on, like, week-long excursions by themselves. That's totally cool, whatever. That's up to you. But that's a risk you're willing to take. So I'm just saying I apologize for the crickets in the background of this podcast and this YouTube video, but I just got food for my lizards, and they the food is uh, not happy. That is food. I feel like I should just move them. Hold on. <sighs> Stupid. Okay, so now that I've dealt with the cricket situation, we can get back to what we were talking about. The how-tos, the tips, the tricks for exploring abandoned buildings. Don't go by yourself. Two. All right. Here's, you're going to need, you're going to need some gear. You're going to need some gear, and I'm going to tell you what I take with me. And because, I mean, I already told you how, you know, you know how to Get your location, Instagram, Google, word of mouth. There are plenty of ways. Look up, just go on Instagram and go to the search page and type in hashtag urbex. Or you can type in hashtag urban exploration, urban explorer, abandoned, abandoned house, abandoned building. Like just start typing in hashtags for things that you are interested in following and figuring it out figuring out and you will start to see these people that explore these places you will start to see these abandoned places you could type in abandoned los angeles abandoned chicago abandoned detroit i promise you a lot of shit is gonna pop up so that is where we start if that's that's where we start if you want to get into this stuff that's where you start you start with what you know you start with what you want to see what you want to pursue and you start doing research on it it's just like any other hobby like any other trade any other thing that you want to do you research it before you do it and we spend time researching these places because we know that what we're doing isn't necessarily safe so part of being safe is exploring and researching what you're going to be doing and you need to know if other people have done it before so that you can, you know, ask them how they did it and what tips they could give you or what advice they have for you. Or even if they could take you in there. Because a lot of times people that have been to a place before are down to go back and take people because they get to see it again and they know every where everything is. So that means they can go shoot stuff they want to shoot again. They can take more time shooting new things and explore new parts of the place they've never seen. And you get to, you know, collaborate with people. So that's really cool. So do your research. Do your research. It's important, kids. So, yeah, I spend hours. Anytime I'm going to be traveling somewhere the day before or when I'm getting on the flight or if I'm on the flight, 
I'll start looking shit up. I'll look up abandoned whatever. Like I went to Portugal. I started looking up abandoned Portugal, abandoned Lisbon, abandoned places, Urbex, Portugal. I started looking shit up and I found things. And I, I asked one of my tour guides. I had a tour guide. And I asked the tour guide, I was like, hey, there's this abandoned 360 panoramic restaurant in the middle of the woods somewhere. Do you know where it is? And he was like, I think I do. And he took me there. And it was incredible. It was incredible. So, I mean, it's just, you just got to be bold and take that step and ask. Um, But again, you have to realize that there are consequences that can come with exploring these places. For example, this restaurant that we explored was across the street from a military base. So that was a little sketchy, but then when we pulled in, there was a security guard, and he spoke to the guy, and the guy just let us go. He let us in, and that was that. So I've had a lot of, uh, knock on wood, I've had a lot of luck when it comes to, like, security guards treating me decently and not, you know, threatening me or doing anything ridiculous. So that's been, I've been very blessed when it comes to that aspect of things. But... Yeah, just make sure you do your research, and if you are going to be traveling, go with somebody that knows the the area, knows the language, whatever you think would be necessary, uh, knows, like, the territory. For example, if you're going to be going through, like, mountain, like, mountainous range type of environment, you need somebody that knows what they're doing in that type of environment. For example, if you want to climb a crane, you're gonna, gonna you're going to want to go with somebody that climbs cranes and not necessarily as a professional, but I mean, if you know somebody that is a crane climber or is a rooftopper, I would be more likely to go with one of them up a crane than I would with Joe who takes pictures of cars because Joe's never been off the ground. Joe stays on the ground where the cars are. So you're going to want to go with somebody who's, experienced in that area and if uh if you want to take the risk and try it out yourself fine but again remember there are risks that come with all of these things and for myself personally I I am definitely the type of person that puts myself in really stupid positions and thinks about it after and then realizes like oh shit I shouldn't do that I shouldn't do that again. And then the next time it's a different situation and I do something different, but it's like, I also know my skills and my abilities and I trust myself to do these things. And so I think that's what like justifies me doing those things in my mind. I, I trust myself to do what I'm doing safely, meticulously, thoughtfully, and, and slowly and, and, and precisely. That's like, that's my, I, I know that I have to be extra, extra, extra safe when doing this stuff. And I have creators like Shy to thank for that. If you don't know who he is, look him up on YouTube. I think it's just Shy, like it's pronounced Shy, but it's spelled S-H-I-E-Y, I believe. Um, but yeah, this dude, I think he lives in the Ukraine. I feel really bad if I'm getting this information wrong. But anyway, check this guy's stuff out. He has this video about like... Um, it's basically talking about what everybody thinks about parkour and free climbing and kind of turns it on its head and he explains to you how it works and how what you think what we do is dangerous is actually 
safe because it, there's a routine there's a pattern it's all about patterns patterns keep you safe that's why ladders are made the way they're made that's why scaffolding's the way made the way it's made that's why cranes are made the way they're made because patterns keep you safe routine keeps you safe so climbing up a pattern is safe if you know the pattern so that's that's kind of when it comes to climbing that's what that's what I go into it with that kind of mindset um also shy I would love to collaborate with you because your editing is so sick like your editing is your color grading your film your your voice you just have a great voice for like voiceover I would love to work with you on stuff so shy if anybody knows how to get a hold of that guy Damn, I asked if he wanted to do a podcast, but he doesn't feel like his uh, English is on par enough to do a podcast, which totally understandable, dude, but I'm sure it would be an incredible podcast if we got to do one one day. All right, so research, and we talked about uh, safety. Okay, so let's talk about gear. Let's go safety. All right, gear. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting section because a lot of people a lot of people will do this a lot of different ways. Also, Emma on YouTube, you just asked would I go into haunted places? Yeah. I totally would go into haunted places. I have been into a few haunted places. I've been into this place here called the Downey Insane Asylum. Probably one of the more haunted places I've ever been in it's like one of those places you walk into and when you walk into the hallway it's like even though the door behind you is open and there's like a window behind you because it's the way you came in when you step into that hallway it's like somebody shut the door behind you and it's just the most dark darkness I've ever been inside it was so scary man it was like you stepped into the hallway and you stepped into another fucking dimension you like walked right into hell it was crazy so, yeah, the Downey Insane Asylum, for sure haunted. For sure, for sure, the cops let us go in. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Um, we'll talk about that, too. I feel like I should talk about... Okay, so we'll talk about gear. We'll talk about the stages, like, going in and then, you know, exploring all that shit. Okay, so gear. This depends on what you're there for. Are you there to take photos? Are you there to film? Are you there to spray paint? What are you there to do? And... The only reason I included spray painting in there is because I know that it's a very big part of urban exploring. And while I personally do not tag, I don't. And here's the thing, like I would love to make no tracer stickers, but like I have this like moral block that says like you can't make stickers because you're want to you're going to want people to sticker slap them all over these places you go. But like your thing is to leave no trace that you were there. So I probably shouldn't do something like that, even though it'd be so sick. Right. But it goes against everything. So instead I'll just make like wristbands and t-shirts and, and that kind of thing. So gear, what you want to take in is what you need to accomplish the, the task at hand, the mission, whatever. So for me personally, I take in my DSLR camera, a wide angle lens, because I'm always going to want that dope wide angle shot. So I always bring in a wide angle and then I'll bring in a zoom lens whatever it is probably like a I don't know like a 18 to 135 I don't know I'm just making shit up now I'd bring a zoom lens 
in any case, I would bring a zoom lens and then I might bring a prime lens, but maybe not because really, realistically, I'm not going to change between three lenses. I'm going to change between my wide and a zoom lens. That's really all you need. That's really all I need when I go into a place. I like to take as little as possible because my bag's already really heavy when I carry shit. I'm a small person, so I don't like to carry a lot. I also have a uh, PRVKE 21 liter bag from Wondered, and uh, I I love that thing. But it is it's bulky. It just looks big on my back, even though it's the lightest bag I've had that I've used. But uh, yeah, so camera gear, I bring lenses, and I bring my camera. I bring my GoPro. I bring a head like head mount for the GoPro. I bring, I have a mouth guard, like mouth mount for the GoPro. Um, I've been watching so many like parkour videos from like Storer and like James Kingston who climbs shit. These guys have these dope POVs and I haven't been able to figure out how they did them. And then I figured out that they made this like mouth guard with a GoPro mount on it and it's sick. So yeah, I got one of those. So I put that in there. Um, I, for safety purposes now, I bring a rope with me and I've never had to use it, but like, it'll come in handy one day. I'm sure if somebody falls and we have to get them, I don't know if they fall down like a shaft or if they fall off of the first floor of an abandoned mall with no railings onto the ground floor and we can't get them. We're going to need a rope. We're going to need something. You know what I mean? Like just, I try to think of as many things as possible. Always bring snacks with you. You don't know how long you're going to be in a place. You don't know if something's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to get, uh, chased by a homeless person and you're going to have to hide out for four hours. You don't know if the cops are going to show up and you're going to have to wait for, you're going to have to stay there overnight. You just don't know what's going to happen. So snacks are always important. Snacks are always, always, always important. Water, obviously. These are the things that like I don't feel like I need to tell people, but people forget this stuff. I try to bring multiple bottles of water um, because I know that if I finish all of my water, I'm going to want more. And I hate to be the person to ask somebody for some of their water. And adversely, I hate being asked for my water if they've already had their ration. Everybody hates that situation. It's the worst situation to be in. So I always try to bring extra water, an excess, not an excessive amount, but like more than enough. You know, twice as much as you think you're going to want. Because realistically, that's how much you should bring. You don't know if there's going to be, there's not going to be clean water in there. There's not going to be running water. There's not going to be any water in there. Just assume there's no food. There's no water in there. There's probably going to be nowhere for you to take a shit. So if you want to, if you end up getting stuck in there and you got to take a shit, you're going to want, you know, wet wipes, baby wipes, toilet paper. I always bring something like that in there. Ladies, sorry to say it. You might get your period while you're exploring this abandoned building and you're going to have to deal with it. So whether I'm exploring an abandoned building or if I'm getting on an airplane or if I'm going to a concert, I always bring tampons with me because if not for me, for my fellow woman, because that is, again, a horrible situation to be in. Don't go camping on your period. Don't explore abandoned buildings without being prepared. You know, you know. So yeah, gear. Those are, you got to bring a light of some sort. And I would say, yeah, your phone makes a good light until your phone dies. So I would bring like a specific light, like a light, like a head torch, 
a torch torch uh something um my friend urbex off limits he his phone died his phone light died while he was exploring a place and he didn't have anything else except for his camera and on his camera when he went to like focus on something a red light would pop up on the on the like subject so that it would like be able to focus without you know flashing or doing anything like that so it would just illuminate it so it could find the focus and so he used that little red light to find his way out of the darkness of this place and that to me is insane so definitely bring a light and so that's why I'm you know making this podcast these are the things that you should know before you get into this shit bring a light and um, make sure you've got batteries prepared for all of your things for your camera for your GoPro for whatever you need So here's one thing that is a little bit touchy. It depends on, it could go either way, depending on who you are, what kind of explorer you are, but, um, bringing your ID with you. This is something that, I don't know, people feel differently about this. Some people think like, okay, I got to bring my ID with me because if, if I get arrested, like, or if something happens to you, if you get injured, you're going to want people to, people are going to need to know who you are, right? But if you, you know, the cop, if the security guards show up and say, like, we need your ID, like, I don't have my ID on me. Sorry, I just don't have it. <laughs> they can't really do a whole lot. So, yeah, I leave my ID in the car. We tend to leave our IDs in the car. Um, that's typically the way we go about doing that stuff. Car keys, um, that's another thing that's really hard because... If you put your car keys in your bag, that's tight. But if somebody, God forbid, takes your bag or if you drop your bag off a cliff, you're, you're going to want your car keys. So car keys I would keep on a carabiner on your hip. Tuck them in your pocket so that they don't jingle around. You don't want to sound like a janitor running through an abandoned jail because that shit is loud. So, yeah, I, uh, I tuck my keys into my back pocket. You can bring, like, a charger for your phone. Portable charger is always nice. I bring a speaker with me, a Bluetooth speaker. Depends on the location you're going to. Uh, A lot of the locations I go to are pretty secluded or you are, you know, far enough away from any other humans that they wouldn't even hear you. So I film a lot of my music videos in these abandoned buildings because they make dope backdrops. So that's, yeah, that's, um, yeah, I bring a speaker with me. Sometimes I'll bring my skateboard as well. Um, That also goes into, like, how I make money going into these places. So, let me... I'll just continue doing... Finishing up gear, and then we'll go into uh, the steps of getting into one of these motherfuckers. Okay, so... Another thing that I bring in, but some people don't bring in, some people advise you not to bring it in, is a knife. I bring a knife with me everywhere because I don't know who the fuck is in the darkness. Anywhere, whether that be in a abandoned building or in a Chevron. I don't know who's going to be in the darkness. I'm tiny. I need a knife. Sorry about it. If something happens, fuck, I'll deal with it. But that's where a lot of people are like, uh, maybe you shouldn't deal with it. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, if you if there's a knife there and something happens, the knife is going to get used. Same with the gun. If there's a gun and it's there and something happens, the gun's probably going to get used. So, and then there's the other concept of don't bring a knife to a gunfight. If you have a knife, they might have a gun. You don't fucking know what they got. They could have an AR-15 in their back pocket. You don't know, man. 
You just don't know. But I, regardless, bring a knife with me. I'm a woman, okay, at the end of the day. Whether I like it or not, whether you like it or not, I am a woman, and I need to fucking defend myself. Sorry. That's it. If you come at me and you die, sorry. Shouldn't have come at me. <laughs> like, don't be dumb. I don't know. But yeah, so that's that's one of those things. Bring a knife. Like, that's definitely something that could go either way. Uh, let me know how you guys feel about all of this stuff. Either here, down in the comments, on YouTube, on Instagram, at No Tracers, at Canagonio, Twitter, wherever you want. Let me know your thoughts about all this stuff. I'm super curious uh, to hear the feedback on this episode, especially. So, knives. We've talked about that. Snacks. Important. Now, let's talk about going in. I'm sure I'll think of other things. Uh, like, if you want, like, a mask. Oh, duh. Gear. Respirators. Duh. Gloves. Duh. There's so many things I'm not even, like, thinking of. You're going to want a respirator because you don't know how old this building is. You don't know what's died in this building. You don't know what kind of chemicals have been in this building. You may not even know why this building shut down. So it could be because of a chemical thing. It could have been because of SARS. There could be spores. There could be asbestos. There could be demons. You just need a respirator to keep all those things out. And here's the thing. If you dunk the respirator in holy water, if you dunk the respirator in holy water, you will be good. You will be protected from all sorts of shit. You know, the demons won't be able to get into your lungs. Uh, you'll be good. Everything will be good. Dunk your shit in holy water and it will be good. I don't know if that's how that works, but imagine. But bring a respirator. Um, there are, if you're going to be in a place that doesn't have a lot of airflow, you're definitely going to want to need a respirator. Don't be in there for a long time. If you start feeling dizzy or if you start getting a headache, get the F out now because that is a sign, a bad sign that you need to get out. Um, but yeah, you should definitely, when you do your research, if there's like asbestos, if you look on, um, like Atlas Obscura, their website, you can find a ton of abandoned places on their website. Um, and it'll tell you the status of them. If they're torn down, if they're active, if they're patrolled by the police, if they're, so there are, you know, there's blogs and there's groups out there that are actively trying to help you, you know, explore these places if you want to. So Atlas Obscura will tell you if there's asbestos, if there's uh, barbed wire fences, if there's alligators in the swamps around the Six Flags in New Orleans. Like, it's information like that that you need to know. Because if you don't know, you're going to get eaten by an alligator trying to get onto a roller coaster. It's just, it's crazy out there in those swamps. <laughs> if you guys don't know about that, there's an abandoned Six Flags in uh, New Orleans. It got destroyed from Hurricane Katrina, and it is still there. They filmed a ton of movies there. Jurassic World was filmed there. They film shit there all the time. I'm sure you could name 20 movies that were filmed there. But if you want to explore it, it's extremely difficult. It's extremely dangerous, and it's extremely expensive. Yeah. If you want to explore this place by getting permission, it's like $3,000 a day. I called and I asked, and I was like, that's fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? Why? They're like, oh, because we have to employ security. They have to, like, keep you I'm like, no. I'm one person. Here's a hundred bucks. Let me go. If I die, it's my fault. Sorry. <laughs> like, that's crazy. You're charging me for an abandoned place. An abandoned amusement park. You're charging me more to go into an abandoned amusement park than you would have charged me to fucking go to the amusement park. And it's not even a running park. This is how I feel about 
the abandoned amusement park in New Orleans. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. If it costs me more to go now that it's abandoned than it did when it was running, I don't. That's not fair. I should call them and tell them that because that's I'm going to do that. I'm going to write them a letter. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's uh, if you if you want to get really crafty and creative, you could take Ali Law's advice and you could get high visos. If you get a high vis like high high visibility shirt jacket patch x tape whatever you can pretty much walk through anywhere with a high vis so that's another thing i've never gone that route that seems a little bit i feel like i would look too obvious i feel like i'd be trying too hard to look the part i don't know but that is one way if you want to if you want to go that way you can go that way but don't take it from me take it from ali law he said it not me <laughs> um yeah so Man, there's, there's, like, you want shoes, you want to wear, like, proper shoes, you don't want to wear some flops, you, there might be nails, there might be glass, there might be heroin needles, I've been in fucking churches where there's needles, like, this shit's real, um, the other thing, gloves, I, I've been really bad about it recently, tactical gloves are really important, I need to get some that fit me, that's the problem, if you know a company that makes tactical gloves, probably, like, a paintball company would be able to make something that fits me, but, yeah, I need something like that, like, Protect your hands, protect your feet, protect your lungs, your face, your eyes if you can. Um, just know where you're going, know what you're getting into. And so, yeah, that that's pretty much it for gear. I'm sure I'll think of some more things. But let's talk about your, your mission. Let's talk about the mission. So going inside, going inside an abandoned building. And, by the way, on my website, justtheletterk.com slash blog, you can see my blog posts from a lot of these abandoned places I've visited. Um, not only that, but they all have the links to the videos on YouTube from those places as well. So it's a photo, video, blog with text as well. It's a whole thing, man. I could just do a magazine. It's fine. <laughs> but so when you're going into one of these places, there's like a, a proper time. There's like a good time for you to go. The best time to go is Sunday. Sunday, 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 anytime on Sunday, anytime, really anytime on Sunday. Sundays are dead. Sundays are dead. Nobody's out on a Sunday. Nobody's doing construction on a Sunday. No one's at the hospital on a Sunday. Nobody's at the college campus on a Sunday. There's not just people walking around everywhere that are going to spot you on a Sunday. Everybody's out of the city at home on a Sunday. The security guard is sitting at his little desk in his little hutch because nobody's out on a Sunday because nobody's trying to go in his building on a Sunday because there's no school in session, which means there's no hoodlums in the streets. Everybody's at church on a Sunday. I went to an abandoned church on a Sunday. Actually, I've done that twice. Abandoned churches on Sunday, it's a very interesting experience. It's a different kind of spiritual experience, I tell you what. So... Yeah, Sundays. Sundays are good days. Sundays are exploration days. I That's always the day I try to plan my explorations around. But it's not exclusively Sundays. You know, it just it depends on the spot. It really depends on the spot. The time you go, the day you go is dependent on the spot. That's pretty much it. 
depends on the traffic of the area depends on what's going on in the area if there's another event going on if there's like a big event going on that would be a good time to go and this is like weird because i feel like i'm trying to tell you how to rob a place but i mean just think about it realistically if there's an event going on and you want to go explore an abandoned building in this area and there's another event happening in that area then like you know security is going to be over in that area security is going to be like focused on that area not so much on the overall area of the area so yeah that's that's your time that is your time to go so i mean just plan this shit i mean you know what you're doing it's just like any other exploration any other expedition you got to plan stuff out and you got to know when the best day and time to go is and that's uh that's my advice to you if you want to do that um as far as like security and stuff goes um a lot of people really don't care what you're doing they they're just getting a paycheck um they're just trying to keep people out of the property for safety reasons they don't want you riding your bmx bike on the rooftop and then god forbid you accidentally slip and you're fine but your bmx flies off the roof of the u.s bank building in downtown los angeles and kills somebody that's you got some splaining to do so there when it comes to like sketchy shit like that like you really you really have to think about the consequences and really 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 think about the consequences and i think a lot of explorers and rooftoppers are starting to see this based off of what youtube is doing to the creators of the platform they are punishing creators for creating this this type of content they are actively trying to shut down channels that create rooftopping content parkour content urban exploration content like what have you never seen jackass like that shit was on tv it just blows my mind how they're treating the uh youtube creators of today but that's uh yeah that's that's that <laughs> so security they don't really give a shit um and if they do just leave and if it if they start getting crazy in the great words of AWOL nation run you gotta know the area you know you gotta scout out the area just like i feel like this is the kind of stuff that people should know but i don't know i i feel like it's mostly common sense i don't feel like it's you have to do this, but I'll just give you a run through. You just got to like scout the area. You got to know your way in. You got to know your way out. You need to know if there's multiple ways in, multiple ways out, or if there's just one, because if you, it's happened to me, you don't want to get stuck in there and then have to have like a time constraint to get out. And the only way out is blocked and you have to scramble to find another way out in time. I've been in that situation. It's not a fun situation to be in. So if you can find two, two ways in and two ways out that would be that's ideal that's the ideal situation um but oftentimes there's only going to be one way in and one way out so you have to remember where you started what turns you took how you got where you were because some of these places are pitch black inside so you have to rely on your sense of direction and your memory and that is when this stuff can get dangerous but man we we love this we love it we love doing this. That's why we do it, right? But yeah, you need to figure out your entrances and exits. That's not only urban explore exploration. That's uh, across the board. If you go to a concert, where's your entrance and exit? If you go to a political event, a sporting event, a, a gaming event, 
anywhere you go, a convention, where's your entrance and exit? You you should just know that stuff. You should just know it. That's what I mean when I say like common sense. You should know your entrances, your exits. Um, yeah, that's that's a huge that's a huge key how to when it comes to this stuff. Just how to life street smarts. So yeah, know your entrances, know your exits. Uh, take a friend with you. When you go in, if you open a door, if you open a window, do not break in. Do not break in. No B&Es. We don't break and enter. If there's not a way in, it's fine. Come back another day. Go find another building to explore. Try to find a way in that isn't going to require you to break anything. Because when you do that, you are then creating a, you're creating a case for yourself. So don't, don't break and enter. Don't break and enter. It's not good for you. It's not good for anybody. Don't do B&Es. So, once you get in, if you, you know, can open a door, can open a window, if you have to move a piece of wood aside, if you do whatever it is, because think about it, a lot of these places in the city, they've been broken into by homeless people, so homeless people can have, seek shelter in these places. So, there are oftentimes entrances that have been created even if the city has, like, boarded something up. A lot of the times, homeless people will, like, pry the nails out or pry the bolts off or, you know, they'll find a way in. So a lot of times it just it just has to be, like, a piece of wood moved out of the way of the window, you know? Like, it's you don't have to break shit. So don't break shit. Um, and if you have to, don't go into the place. Like, if breaking in becomes an option, don't go. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. Um and so, yeah, if you go in, make sure you shut the, the door or the window behind yourself when you go in because you don't want it to be obvious that somebody just went in there and you don't want other people to know how you got in um, because you don't want a bunch of fucking people showing up and you don't want your spot to get burned because you won't be able to go back. That's the main reason we don't want our spots to get burned because we're selfish like that. We don't, want, we don't want them to seal it up or tear it down, even though... If they cared about us, they would tear it down. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, once you're inside, you got to really, really pay attention because you get really excited when you're inside, but you're also very aware of your surroundings. So use that to your advantage. Be very aware of where you are. Pay attention to what's on the ground. There might be holes in the floor. There might be bodies on the floor. There might be uh, wire, cable, uh, heroin needle. There might be crazy things you don't even know what could be in there. There could be angry dogs. There could be zombies. There could be the Slender Man. You don't know what's in that abandoned place. You just don't. There could be demons in there. You don't know. So you gotta. You have to be aware of your surroundings because if something happens and you got to get out quick, you're going to want to know how to get out quick. And I mean, things go so fast, you don't even know what's happening, but you're already out and in your car quick. You don't want to be like oh my god which way do I go that is the worst case scenario to be in you never want to be in that situation so be very aware of your surroundings keep track of time you need to know how long you are in there how long you've stayed in there you, if you're checking in with somebody every hour or something if you're with a group you guys need to make sure you check in with each other every now and then um, you might not have cell service somebody might get hurt you guys should come up with a call like if you're across a building a friend of mine makes the sound of a police siren, but we're working on that because that's kind of misleading. We don't know if that's real or if that's you trying to get our attention. So 
things like that. Just come up with like a cl- like clever clever uh, signals to each other. Uh, Storer whistles at each other. They have their. Uh, I mean that's their thing. So there's there's a lot of different ways to communicate in these places without having to call each other. Um, but yeah, communication is really important, especially if you're with a group of people. What's up, Kenneth? Welcome to the live stream. Chat about abandoned things. Recording this podcast right now. Welcome. Let me know if you have any questions about exploring abandoned shit. So, yeah, be very aware of your surroundings and just keep track of time. If you need to check in with people, check in with people. Another really important reason to keep track of time if you are in a city is that your parking may expire. I was exploring a hospital and I had to remind myself, oh shit. We only paid for four hours of parking. We have to leave now. So that's like you create your own time limit, which makes you focus and makes you uh, really like buckle down and get all the shots that you want to get and do all the things you want to do in that building, uh, film everything, whatever it is you're doing in the building, spray painting, whatever it is. Um, So, yeah, keep keep track of time. Um. And make sure, just make sure you're drinking water, you know, make sure you take breaks, um, and make sure you, like, really, really pay attention, I just, like, can't stress enough, pay attention to your surroundings, um, there, went to an abandoned mall, right, and there's no railing on the fucking, like, the edge of the, you know, the floors, it's like a four-story mall, well, no, it was, like, three stories, it's a three-story mall, and at the edge where the railing would be when you're walking around in the mall, there was no railings. No railings. It was just, you would just walk. You would walk off, just walk off off the fucking floor into nothingness. So yeah, it's super dangerous. So you have to really pay attention, pay attention to your surroundings. And if you walk into a dark room, there might not be a floor. So you need to have a light because you need to know if there's a floor in the room you're walking into. Um, I, I've been into an abandoned nuclear plant where there were like grates in the floor and some of the grates were missing. And if you didn't have a light, you would have literally just fallen through the floor into like 50 feet down into darkness and just died in the middle of this abandoned nuclear plant. And no one would have ever found you crazy, crazy. So yeah, be aware of your surroundings. Um, do you know any tips of finding abandoned places that's not on Google Maps radar? Yeah, so Kenneth, uh, you're going to want to like rewind about 20 minutes in this live stream. I actually talked about that. It's actually like closer to the beginning of this, uh, this podcast, this YouTube video. Um, I talk about like how we find these places both on Google and not on Google. But I will say one thing, Google Maps... Um, are you saying, like, that's not on Google Maps radar? Like, you don't want them to be able to track you through the mapping system? If that's what you mean, um, buy a map at CVS and get a pen and draw directions. That's the only way you can stay off of Google Maps radar, really. Um, but I will say this. Google Maps has this capability where you can actually create your own map, Right. And so we actually have a map. We have a Google map with, I think it has like 300 abandoned pins, like all over the world. Just a bunch of abandoned 
addresses coordinates just on this map and that's that's how we uh that's how we do that that's how we do that so yeah we have this little community of friends and we just share this map with each other so if you want to hit one of our spots we share it with you you add your map your you add your pins to the map but it's a very like you have to be in the circle we don't share this shit like i haven't even shared it with anybody it was shared with me and i'm not even i don't even trust myself to share it with anybody um i will actually be in canada i'll be in toronto at the end of december i'll be there like the last week of december the first week of january so i will be in toronto so i will be exploring um but kenneth yeah if you go back earlier i talk about how to uh find places that aren't on google like how you can research and find these places um so yeah go check that out if you want so Back to, we got keeping track of time. We got all that, all that good stuff. Keep, stay aware of your surroundings. Um, stay hydrated. Bathroom, like don't use the bathroom in there if you, if you can keep from it. You know what I mean? Okay, so how do I make money going into these abandoned buildings? I basically just take the jobs that I get as a photographer or a filmmaker. So if a band wants me to do a photo shoot for them or if a skateboard manufacturer wants me to take photos of their skateboard products for them in these cool industrial street vibe, abandoned, weird, out of the box, really bright, colorful places, they'll hit me up and they'll be like, hey, you take photos in all these really dope places that aren't in a studio and they aren't the norm would you take photos of our products or film videos for our products in these places you go and they know that I have these places in my back pocket because I have the photos of them on my Instagram on my website on my YouTube through these videos so people know these exist so I get paid to go take photos of people's products or or film videos of myself skating with somebody's skateboard or I'll do brand deals for my YouTube channel or, you know, it's, I just incorporate what I love with what I love. And I, that's how I make money. I just take my job and put it into another area that I love do like being a part of. And it just creates money. It's just, it's a money maker. It just creates money. And not only that, that's not the only way I make money by going into these abandoned buildings. I've also had people offer to pay me to take them into abandoned buildings, not as photographers, just to take them in there. And to that, I will say no. Well, not necessarily no. I just need to know more information about it. Why are you going in? What is your goal? Like, you just want to see it? We'll talk. But, like, it's it's like taking someone to your secret treehouse. You don't just take anyone to your secret treehouse you know what I'm saying? You have to take only your your closest friends and your closest friends' closest friends to your secret treehouse. You don't just post the address of your secret treehouse, the coordinates, the second star to the right of your treehouse. You gotta you gotta keep that shit secret. Otherwise, it's not gonna be a secret treehouse, and the the forest police will come burn your treehouse down. That's how it works. So that's pretty much urban exploring in a nutshell yeah that's pretty much it right there so yeah don't don't just take randos don't take randos into your abandoned places that's how they get burned that's how the cops shut them down that's how they get torn down that's how 
uh, assholes get in there and start tagging shit up and breaking shit and doing drugs and gang banging and doing all kinds of hood shit in our abandoned places. And we don't want that. We just want to take photos. It's like going to the museum for us. We want to go capture the art of decay. That's what we're doing. We're not there to vandalize and shit. We're there to capture what you left. We are there to take pictures of your trash and basically collect the evidence that the city is a piece of shit. So, uh, yeah. Like, seriously. Like, we can't explore your abandoned jail, police. Why is your jail abandoned? Why don't you clean up your litter, police? Otherwise, we're just going to keep playing in your litter. That's what we do. We play in your trash because you leave it there. And you try to tell us not to go play in your trash. We like to play in the trash. <laughs> we like to play in the decay and the grime. We're grime lords. Hashtag grime lords with a Z on Instagram. I'm pretty sure it's with a Z. It's one of the hashtags. Like, there's these urban exploration hashtags you should know about. Uh, hashtag kings abandoned. Hashtag it's abandoned. Hashtag moody graham hashtag you know there's so many there's so many ways you can find people in this community online it's all it's all right here next to my text from my mom you know so yeah i don't take random people in there airbnb wanted to hire me to become one of the like airbnb tour guides so basically you can sign up for these little like local tours it's brilliant it's a great concept i love the concept People that are local will show you their city the way it should be seen, basically, from the from the eyes of a local. That's pretty much what it is. It's a really cool idea. They wanted me to do it with abandoned places. And as cool of an idea as that is, I told them, I was like, one, it's not legal. Two, are you going to pay for the medical bills for the people attending if they get injured or fall off the second floor of the mall that's abandoned? And uh, are you going to bail them out of jail if they get arrested or when they get arrested for trespassing? Um, if you can answer those three questions, then we can proceed with this. But until you can uh, answer those questions, we're, we're going to have to shelf this for a little while. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm not going to have people pay me to bring them in there, especially if it's like random people that aren't explorers, that don't know what they're doing, that just want to get an Instagram post like. I mean, that's why we're there, really, aren't we? <laughs> no. Instagram's how I get my job. Like, an Instagram post is literally what I get paid to make. So, yeah, I guess technically I'm get going in for the gram. But it's more than that. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's another rule. Like, one, don't bring randos in. Um, if if companies like Airbnb are trying to pay you to to put your morals aside – and morals being we don't bring random strangers into our buildings, into our places for safety purposes, for, um, for you know, what, what do I want to say? Uh, for so that, like, the place will be able to stay longer in existence without getting torn down. Uh, and, yeah, so it's the same. Like, why would I... Why would I take money to put those morals aside and potentially ruin not only the location, but my standing in the community? That's just something that I'm not okay with doing. And I know some people wouldn't, wouldn't blink an eye or bat an eye or think twice about it, but I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not into that kind of stuff. I just know that there's more consequences that could come out of doing something like that. 
um, at this time anyway, especially like with the crackdown of all these people on YouTube and, and all this shit. Like, I just don't want to risk it, not only for my sake, but I don't think Airbnb would want their name to be involved in, in a scandal like that. Not that it's a scandal. I just think YouTube's being ridiculous. That's, I mean, that's how I get paid to go in there. I also get paid for, like, the revenue streams from YouTube. So, you know, like, after I make one of these videos and upload it. Or if I'm going in to shoot, say, a photo shoot for a band, I'm also going to end up filming a behind-the-scenes for this YouTube channel that I have. So that's going to make money off of AdSense. Um, that's basically how this stuff works, guys. Like, the more... So basically, here's how, here's how YouTube works when it comes to, like, me uploading these urban exploration videos. They are some of my favorite to make. They take the longest to edit because I really care about them, um, which is why not only myself, but you've probably noticed recently, not a lot of YouTubers are uploading daily content anymore because it's just not sustainable any anymore. We have, not just because like it's not sustainable, we can edit a video every day. I can edit three, four videos in a day if I have to, but the thing is, I... I also want to be able to do other shit. I want to be able to go to acting auditions. I want to be able to have meetings. I want to be able to record music. Like, I, there's other shit that us as creators we have to do because we know YouTube is not a reliable source of income by itself anymore. So, for me, exploring these abandoned buildings, not just exploring abandoned buildings, but exploring in general, when I take photos, I sell them on stock websites so i'll sell them on adobe stock i'll sell them on um shutterstock i'm trying to get on youtube is doing youtube stock now vimeo has vimeo stock there's all these different companies trying to come with their own um stock video photo sites and sections of their platforms and some of them like video hive for example they want you to exclusively upload with them like they'll give you they'll pay you more if you upload exclusively through video hive um because basically they're trying to make you pick one platform they don't want your stuff to be diversified across a bunch of platforms because because everybody's selfish i don't know they don't want it to be saturated i don't know it's because everybody wants to beat their competition that's pretty much it so i i like to diversify i like to upload my footage onto as many platforms as possible um, so yeah, I, I'm trying to, that's like the one thing like stock photography and video stuff. It's so time consuming and tedious to upload all that stuff. Oh my God, Adobe stock. And they're doing this promotion right now. If you get 300 approved images or videos on your like portfolio for Adobe stock, or if you sell $500 worth of stock photography or video, you get a year of Adobe creative cloud for free. And I have barely started making money. I've made like $21 on stock photography, which is huge for me. It's huge because you make like pennies per sale. Pennies, you guys. Pennies. Because they can download different resolutions and shit. So you're making, you're not making like a hundred, hundreds of dollars yet. But the more people see your shit, the more people download it, the more people share it. Obviously, the higher up on the ranking it goes and the more people will buy it and then it will just, you'll continue to make money on it forever. That's why stock photography and video work is so sick and it can be so lucrative and I'm so glad I finally made myself sit down, go through everything. And man, I'm still going through shit. I've literally gone through every hard drive and just typed in MOV files and MP4 files. Gone through every single one of them 
and that's uh, it's probably like a hundred thousand video files but I'm slowly going through them eating them away cutting them down into editable and uploadable pieces for those stock sites and I will just continue to make money on those and right now I'm working on delegating that work out so all I'll have to do in the inevitable future it's going to be where I just film it and then they edit down all the footage upload it catalog it name it give all the descriptions all that shit and then they upload it so that I can just continue to go photograph shit and not have to sit behind my desk for 10 12 hours cataloging everything so that's something that I'm currently working on right now and uh so that's something very very present in my mind is delegating out that kind of stuff. Um, but that's how that's how I make my money when I go into abandoned buildings. I either shoot for a client, a company, a band, a brand, a product, or my own video or whatever, an advertisement, or I will take photos and I will sell them as stock photography or as stock video because nobody owns an abandoned building, right? I mean, I know that, like, the city does and shit, but, like, whatever. You know what I mean. Like, nobody – if there's no recognizable property, then you're fine. Then you can sell it. And that's uh, – I do the same when I travel. Anytime I go anywhere, anytime I drive to Los Angeles, I mount my GoPro on the outside of my car. Boom. That's, like, that's like an hour worth of stock footage of just driving down up and down the freeways here. Like, that's a ton of – that's just money. That's just money. You're already – you're already spending the money on gas to drive it. Why not try to make some of that money back by filming while you're on that drive? And if you're a passenger in a car, fucking film while they're driving. You know, like if you're really trying to get your shit done, if you're really trying to be on your grind, like that's how you got to do it. You got to be shooting. You got to be thinking about not only shooting, but you got to be thinking about money all the time. Like if you're trying to make money, if that's your goal as a photographer, which I mean, it should be. If that's what you want your life to be, you have to focus on stuff like that. So see everything as like a, as a, an opportunity for you to get paid because everything you see, there's an opportunity for you to make money off of it as far as photography goes, um, you know, within, within reason, like, don't get crazy now. You can't like take photos of McDonald's and sell them and be like, give me $500 for this photo of McDonald's. I mean, you can, I just don't know how that shit works. I just licensing and stuff. I'm new to that. So I'm trying to go the way, like where I don't have to deal with that. Um, but yeah, stock photography is a great way to go. If you are trying to get into, uh, making money as a photographer and an urban explorer, or if you are somebody that wants to take your photography into a whole nother realm. Like I just got hit up by somebody that wants to shoot in an abandoned place because they want to step outside of their comfort zone and get out of the studio. They want to do something gritty and, and dangerous, if you will. So yeah. Um, yeah. Step, step outside of your comfort zone. It's really uncomfortable out here in the abandoned world. It's really uncomfortable. It's really, uh, you know, it's exactly, exactly what you think it is. But with that, I think, that's, uh, that's, I don't know. That's how I make my money. That's how I make my money when I go into abandoned places. And when you are getting out of an abandoned place, make sure you don't leave anything. Don't leave your fucking empty water bottle. Just take it with you. Okay. Just take your empty ass water bottle with you. It's going to be okay. 
<laughs> I promise. Take all your trash. Don't leave anything in there. Um, if you break something on accident, try to fix it. Just try to put it back together as best as you can. I'm sure it wasn't, you know, intentional, whatever. Um, shit happens. It, whatever. If somebody gets hurt in, in an abandoned building, you need to take care of it as soon as possible because it's going to be dirty. It's going to get infected. you got to take care of it. If it's serious, go to the fucking hospital. If it's serious enough to, like, need to go to the hospital, just call an ambulance. You can deal with the repercussions of being in the building later. Take care of your friend. I promise you it's more important. Um, other than that, be safe. If you have to do something stupid to get out, like climb over a barbed wire fence, do it slowly. Try not to panic. If you start panicking, that's when you get caught up. That's when you get stuck. That's when you slip. That's when you get hurt. You know, like I said, patterns. Use patterns. They will keep you safe. And, uh, yeah, have fun. Other than that, have fun. Go make some memories. Go make some money. Go go have some fun. Bring a smoke grenade or two. Don't set anything on fire. Um, don't do anything that's going to get you arrested. Smoke grenades are questionable in that sense, but depending on the location. Yeah. But thank you guys for checking out this podcast. I will talk to you next week on Project Freelance. If you guys need help with anything like uploading your own stock photography, there are a bunch of links down below for that. If you want to buy some of my stock photography or videos, you can do that as well. I have photo prints for sale. I have music out. Got shirts. I'm working on like clothing line type of stuff with uh, this No Tracers urban exploration movement that I've got going on. Lots, lots to come, lots to come. Um, but thank you for checking this out. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. Later. <laughs>